Welcome to the TALON project. TALON stands for Teaching and Learning Online Network. As we adjust to the new COVID-19 reality, TALON provides a platform for sharing and discussing resources and practices for remote education. You can learn more at taloncloud.ca. Enjoy this episode. Hi, Sandra. Um, thanks for agreeing to be interviewed for our Talon project. Um, if you could introduce yourself to the listeners or to the audience, um, if you say who you are, what you do, what your background is, that would be great. Yeah, I'm Sandra Sinfield. I work in an academic development unit which means that I, I work with staff to develop their learning, teaching and assessment practice, both theoretically, but also in very practical ways in terms of what they could do in the classroom and online. And I know you have years of experience doing that and you have also published widely on the subject. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, years ago, we produced a book called Essential Study Skills, The Complete Guide to Success at University. This was very much aimed at helping students make the most of their time at university, making them feel good. We had lots of emphasis in that book on creative ways they could think about studying and think about organizing their lives around studying. We've also developed a staff textbook on that. But we found recently that many different staff across our country are using our student textbook to develop their staff practice. So that's quite interesting and nice to know. Um, with, you know, COVID-19 coming up and changing the educational landscape and delivery of courses and models, um, what was the biggest challenge for you? I know you're involved in teaching academic staff. Um, how did you experience that move from classroom teaching to remote teaching? It was very frustrating because quite often courses like ours for staff are very theoretical, very didactic, but we've thrown all that up in the air. We have a very creative, embodied, hands-on workshop approach when we work with staff. We want them to experience strategies as if they were real students again. So suddenly having to switch to teaching or everything online was a huge challenge. How do you bring that embodied experience into a virtual classroom? That was, that was tough. What would you then say was an opportunity when having to well, move to remote teaching? or bringing I your class then, online. Biggest... Exactly. So what was the biggest problem then becomes the biggest opportunity. Trying to find creative solutions to just those problems. And I think we, we did manage, we, we managed to get, we have a virtual learning environment at our university where we can meet to teach and we could get staff into discussion groups very easily in there. We, so talking, getting them talking together was good. But the next problem was, well, that's, we do more than that in the physical classroom. So we had to find ways of getting them writing together, uh, producing ideas, brainstorming together. And 
it was a challenge, but we felt that some of the solutions were very creative. We feel we've only gone part of the way there. So if we're still online next year, we'll have more time to develop a really creative online course. What would you say is the most used tool um, for you? So when you, when you do teach online, um, what tools are you using a lot? Or you know, what, what is maybe also a good tool for you to use in that context? Well, obviously, the, because our, our university is invested in Blackboard and it, its virtual learning environment, we have to use that. We can't use other applications. We can't use Zoom, for example. So we have Blackboard. It's our virtual learning environment. It's where we can store resources, but it's also where we teach. We have a collaborate session which works a bit like Zoom so that we have the, the video contact. We can use PowerPoint in there if we want to. Uh, and the breakout rooms. But within that, there are some really useful tools that we've used a lot. And actually we use them even when we do face-to-face -face teaching. We have a discussion board in there where the, the, everyone on the course can engage with each other. People won't use a discussion board unless there's a real reason to do it though. So we ask all our participants to write a learning log to reflect on their learning, but as a blog and they post the links to their reflective blogs in the discussion board and they comment on each other's blogs and they, they engage dialogically as, as the course continues. There's a blog function in, in the VLE and in there we get the staff to post their writing and to peer review each other, offering supportive critical feedback on the writing that they do. And another thing that we found we could use was we could direct staff to produce Google Docs so that in our class they could break out and do some synchronous collaborative writing as part of our course to keep them in this sense of actively working together. So I get from that there is a lot of tools that you that you think are useful that allow people to actually connect with each other and then also work with each other. Is that right? That is true. I mean in the VLE, there's also a wiki tool which allows for collaborative writing over time, synchronous and asynchronous collaboration, where people can edit what other people use. Uh, right, so sometimes we've used that to get the class to produce a glossary of useful terms of theories and theorists and concepts so that they're engaged in making sense of the course together. And that leads me straight to the next question. So what is your favorite resource then? So, so you say, you know, that's the tools we use, but, you know, generally in terms of maybe also pedagogy or approach, is there, is there any resource you draw up from regularly where you say that's very inspirational? Well, the, 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 the tool that I use the most is the Google Docs, because I love collaborative writing myself. I engage in it. It's the only way I really feel that I can write. But the resources that I might draw on then would be resources from DS106, Digital Storytelling 106, which is a fantastic resource of ideas for digital storytelling, creative assignments, multimodal assignments that you can set students. They share ideas, they share student work. Whole classes can sign up to be part of this this thing, this entity 
this movement. So I, it's one I would recommend to other people. Yeah. So it's kind of getting inspiration how things maybe could be done differently or a bit more outside the box or more creatively or playful? A bit more creatively, yes, and outside the box. And um, I'm not, I think the other, the other word that comes in there is collaboratively, that people shouldn't think that they have to solve all these problems on their own. There's a wealth of experience out there. And the people in this area are very generous. They want to share their ideas. They want to share their experience. They want to work with you. So reach out, reach out on Twitter. I mean, I think academics, some academics are still very hesitant to use Twitter as a space for sharing ideas. They think it's just about sharing your breakfast. So reach out on Twitter, find the right people to follow, the people that are inspirational in this area. And the whole thing becomes so much more supportive. It feels like a growing experience instead of a solitary one. Um, what do you think where we're going with, you know, education? I mean, I uh, we usually ask in the next 10 years, although at the time now it's sometimes difficult to predict what happens tomorrow. So, but do, where do you think, you know, are we going with higher education? Um, the teaching part of it, um, do you think we're going to stay online or do you think we're going to have hybrid models or do you see something new emerging even? Well, my worst fear, I suppose, is that there's a, an elitist division in, in higher education in the future so that the elite, the children of the elite, will go to wonderful physical spaces and there they can engage in face-to-face, -face, online or hybrid versions of learning. And the non-elite will be relegated just to online learning. Now, I think online learning can be fabulous. It can be creative and emergent and inspirational. But I also think there's something about the physical university, the space of it, the time of it, that notion that it, it is your time to be and to inhabit your learning body. So I hope that everybody gets to also go to face-to-face -face universities as well as to inhabit beautiful online spaces as well. And as a last question, as a top tip for those listening or, or, or viewing, um, what would you recommend um, for tutors, instructors, academics um, at this time, um, preparing for fall semester? Is there anything you would say, you know, that's a top tip or something you really want them, you know, to think about or consider? I think when you're teaching, try and teach without using a PowerPoint. Try and think, what can I get my students to do or make or talk about, even though it's virtual and at a distance? I think trust your students. Don't think that you need to be a master of all the technology yourself. I think you can set creative assignment challenges so that the students play with the technology, they get creative in answering your assignment challenge and they will surprise you. You know, let yourself be surprised and delighted by your students. That sounds great. Um, I know you're 
active yourself on social media, but also with blogging, anything people can or should follow? Or how can they oh. find you? Would they like to continue the discussion? <laughs> well, my, my Twitter handle is Dances with Cloud, singular. And Take Five is one of the blogs that we run, which is for staff. So it's one way if, if people access Take Five, they can see what other staff are doing over here in the UK. But if some of your staff would like to share some of their good practice with us, they can send us a, a blog post and we'll try and get it posted for them. Okay, thank you very much for the interview and the time and the tips. And um, that was really interesting and useful. This episode was produced by Talon. You can find the video of the interview and more at talentcloud.ca. The Talon project is funded by the Richard Parker Initiative. It is hosted at the School of Architecture, Planning and Landscape at the University of Calgary. Thank you for listening.